Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Applying for a loan is a lot like applying for a job that you don't get to interview for. Loan companies make their decisions based off your credit score and history without getting to know you. But now, Upstart.com is revolutionizing the way you borrow money by rewarding you for your job experience and education in the form of a smarter interest rate. Whether you're trying to consolidate your debt and run away from a lifetime of bad decisions, or you need a cash injection to get your next great idea off the ground, Upstart has you covered start to finish. Unlike traditional credit underwriting, which could be biased against people with short credit history, Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in less than two minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part, once your loan is approved, you get the funds the very next business day. Over 100,000 people have used Upstart. Hurry to upstart.com slash hard to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes two minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash hard. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Another episode of Hard Factor. It is Thursday, January 24th, and we're joined by our special guest co-host today, VP of Football Operations, PFT Commenter. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. It's a very special day because today officially kicks off. Do you guys know? Do you guys know? What is it? Birthday week. Oh, that's right. It's birthday birthday week this week. So not to make it all about me, but... uh, I can send you my address, and you can send me all sorts of presents. Have your address. Bowl. You just made us feel like really shitty friends that we didn't know it's your birthday <laughs> week. I mean, I yeah. know what day your birthday's on. I didn't know that the week. I is... had almost forgotten. So, yeah. yep, I'm 29 again, guys. Oh, yeah. good. And you got Very abs, good. just like just like you always have, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> melt cheese on those. Not great it, but you can just melt it like like the candle in the Ricky Martin video, La Vida Loca. <laughs> it's dripping mozzarella. <laughs> It's like a griddle pan. All right, our top stories for the day. Pat's going to do one about a group of moronic terrorists in New York City. You're going to love these guys. Well, they're they're in upstate New York, but geez, are they dumb. Oh, sorry. Upstate New York. My bad. They're very quaint terrorists. Yeah, they're quaint. They're B&B terrorists. They're, yeah, they're running Airbnb up there. It's very nice. I'm going to take a Trump date where I'll just go over all the latest uh, happenings with President Trump. And PFT will take us through a lightning round of other headlines. Take it away, Pat. All right, look, guys, as you know, here on Hard Factor, we have a policy of only referring to terrorists or school shooters by the common micro penis that they all share and never mentioning mm-hmm. their names. Uh, there's a number of reasons we refuse to say the names of these psychos, but mostly it's because they're not worth the breath it would take. Uh, the story I'm about to share 
deals with a foiled terror plot. And in these cases, uh, we like to have an opposite policy and go out of our way to mention these fuckers' names as many times as possible. So here you go. Andrew Kreisel, Vincent Vetteromile, uh, and his buddy... Uh, Brian. Shit, how did you know his name was Brian? <laughs> yeah. It felt like a Brian. This yeah. feels like and a his Brian. buddy Brian like Culinary. If I had to guess, it's like Brian with a Y yeah. on this no, one. It's with an I, yeah. The third terrorist <laughs> name is Brian, and he has a micro penis too. They all do. That felt good. All right, look, Brian, Andrew, and Vincent were all born with the penises that could only be detected by a microscope. In fact, at first glance, some medical professionals thought their genitalia to actually be invisible. Um, but fast forward 18 years, Brian, Andrew, and Vincent are just your average upstate New York teenagers. Their friendship was forged on common ground. Uh, the group were all members of the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, they all attended the prestigious Monroe Community College in Rochester, and they all hate Muslims. Mm. Yeah, and share a common desire to blow them up. Can you get, can you get your anti-terrorism badge? Well, I guess it's terrorism against terrorism badge in the BSA. Is that one of the ones they offer? This is a fringe badge, Will. It's uh, the the anti-gay badge has, has been a, a, a staple and a pillar of the BSA for years. But the, the anti-Muslim badge the, is a whole different thing. Oh, OK, thanks. Yep. Anyway, and blow them up. They would have if their terror plot wasn't foiled by a pesky high school student who thought Vincent uh, looked like a potential school shooter, which he most certainly does. Uh, this comment, which was made in the lunchroom by a student, I guess he was showing off pictures of Vincent saying, hey, doesn't this guy look like a potential school shooter? Led to an investigation by th- school authorities who, after seeing Vince- Vincent's YouTube channel, were like, whoa, he really does look like a school shooter. This was the group's downfall. Apparently, the three men and an unnamed 16-year-old accomplice had been planning an attack on the town of Islamburg. In Islamic community, originally founded in 1980 by an unimaginative but dedicated Muslim. Oh, uh, that's not a fake name. That's an, like they, I thought they had made up the town name Islamburg. Yeah, like, were, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Rick nope. Perry's ranch. It, it seems like one of those type of situations. Is like I also thought that Islamburg was like a nickname that they gave to it. Right. Uh, growing up and they were and they were just they decided to attack it because it had that name, not because it actually contained any uh, Muslim individuals inside that town. But it sounds like, no, they were uh, they picked a target. This is a weird situation, too, because these types of terrorists are usually lone wolves. These are just like three kids that just radicalize each other over the years of like, you know, we used to hang out in basements and smoke weed and listen to right. music or play uh, play like cruising USA. And we got really mm-hmm. into cars. These Gauntlet guys were just Legends. like, yeah, Gauntlet of Legends. These guys just like got each other up into a lather over the years. Like, OK, we're yeah. finally going to do it. Do you hate Muslims as much as I do? I bet you don't. Yeah. And look, it started with BB gun reviews on their YouTube channel. But the small package quartet from Greece, New York, they were busted uh, when officials found three improvised explosive devices, homemade bombs uh, that appeared to be filled with black powder and nails. And Patrick Phelan, who's the uh, the Greece, New York chief of police, said that officials were not sure why the four suspects had chosen to target Islamburg. And I was like, really, Patrick, you don't know why? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's obvious. I'm not so confident in Patrick's detective work if he is uh, the New York chief of police for that town and he is not sure why they chose to target Islamburg. I, I got a pretty good clue for you. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. there's like there's like a there's like a red Islamburg and bold letters behind his head. He's like, I just don't know. Like it's just literally yeah, beats me. Random targeting. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, uh, I'd, I'd like to make a motion that uh, we stop using the phrase improvised explosive device. It makes it sound like these kids are like jazz musicians and really good at figuring stuff out on their own. I'm pretty sure they just like read the instructions online. At this point, they're not yeah. IEDs. They're just they're actually just like cribbed explosive devices. They're plagiarized explosive devices. They're PEDs. These kids are on PEDs. If you're making an explosive <laughs> and you have plumbing, it's not an improvised explosive device. That's just a rule of thumb. Yeah. Um, look, believe it or not, guys, Islamberg is a mecca, for lack of a better term, for terrorists to target. Um, it's just too easy. Uh, in fact, the last three years, Islamberg has been uh, terrorized by a group called, quote, Bikers United Against Jihad. Uh, oh, wow. the, yeah, the group has made a point to ride in circles around the town in an attempt to scare the Muslim out of them. That'll do it. Yeah. Sounds hateful. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not very effective. It's probably just scaring everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, guys, what's super interesting about this is, like, there's a weird YouTube channel that two of these cuck boys had launched where they review guns from their basement, uh, nailed at PFT. And these blockbuster videos range from four views on a, uh, for a video called uh, Shooting at a Light Bulb to five views for a video called Taking Care of Your Guns, which is unfortunate that that's... that's <laughs> Such a low these, view count because it's important. These terrorists were really into gun safety. Yeah, absolutely. And for the most part, their reviews are on Nerf guns and BB guns and airsoft guns. But uh, yeah. anyway, look, it's just it's just weird because you don't usually get to see the creepy social media of terrorists because by the time they commit a terrorist attack, it's been pulled and shit. So I recommend this this YouTube channel, uh, and you can see why school officials absolutely thought, "Wow, this guy does look like he could school shoot up a school." Is it wrong of me to really want to see the video for shooting a light bulb? I'll send it that, to you right no, now. I it's want to watch them. I, I want, yeah, Pat was sharing them with me earlier. They're funny. That's my point. This is, we need to relish this opportunity where we can say their names and that they have micro penises and watch their yeah, videos. Really, really study them. It sounds like these kids just watched the follow the leader video by Corn one too many times. And they're like, I want to make videos like that. And they just didn't have a slow-mo camera. PFT, you're showing your age because the Follow the Leader video came out like almost 25 years ago, uh, and all these children are under the age of 20, but it's possible. Mm, that, mm, that, you know. <laughs> Is that that all song? Right. <laughs> let's, let's take it to the internet real quick. So uh, this is from actually one of the potential terrorists. His Twitter handle is at uh, XXRebel1XX uh, or Standing on the Edge. Uh, and this is a tweet that he, uh, he, he sent out to our president uh, in a Stan-like situation saying, Dear POTUS, I invited you to my Eagle Scout ceremony weeks ago. It was tonight. Wish you had come, but I guess that you're busy. Thanks for MAGA. Oh, oh man. Uh, you're right. This is Stan. It's like, uh, he's like, I, I write you five times. I haven't heard back. I thought you'd be cool with this terrorist attack. <laughs> Quick on your feet there. Yeah. That's why, sorry, Islamaberg. Uh, maybe if our president had gone to this man's Eagle Scout ceremony, this wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. Potentially Sounds happen. like that would have toned things down. Anyway, move it on. Yeah, all right, let's take it over to the Trump date. So this is just a recurring segment we do whenever uh, President Trump's been moving and shaking like he always is, you know, shaking up, stirring up all that drama in his wake, and there's a whole bunch of uh, new topics we can talk about today, like the State of the Union Address, a bunch of formal letters back and forth from Speaker Pelosi and President Trump uh, ended where it was several days ago that Pelosi says Trump can't give the State of the Union from the House Chamber of Congress until the government is reopened. And then uh, just before we started recording, President Trump tweeted out that 
yeah, it's cool with him. So just agreed to agree on this. He's going to wait until after the government shutdown is over. And then he says he'll give a quote. He literally tweeted in quotation marks, great State of the Union address. So, right. Yeah. That's like when your wife makes you sleep on the couch and you're like, that's fine. I love the couch. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a TV out there. It's yeah. it's sweet. I got a coffee table. I can put my glass down on it. I, yeah. I love it. Um, I'm I am shocked that he is agreeing to do this. I had good money on him, like renting out his own venue to give the State of the Union, like going down to like, like the local community center. Should have should have done Mar-a-Lago. I think he should have done, you know, well, you know what we do when we're not allowed to go into Radio Row at the Super Bowl? Sometimes we just set up outside. He should have just <laughs> set up like a, a chair. He should have had, way. <laughs> yeah, he should have just had his staffers bring the Resolute desk from the Oval Office and put it down on the Capitol steps and like set up his own concert with Ted Nugent and Nickelback and, and three just doors like, down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other bands. That's uh, it. It's are, just are those still, three. That's it. Okay, yeah, just those three, and just give his own State of the Union. He doesn't have that government checkbook to work with, though, right now. So, I mean, uh, to me, it's actually, it, it makes a lot of sense, because he does want to sleep on the couch until uh, the government's reopened, because he doesn't want to address the union while the government's still shut down. So He could always do gonna... it from the banquet, and I mean, the birthday party room at the McDonald's. In Anyway, don't... Yeah, I, I mean... I, I love these two. I Like, Nancy and... Well, I, we should also mention that Donald earlier today said... Uh, speaker Nancy Pelosi, or as I like to call her, Nancy. Like yeah, that, yeah, that's his nickname. Yeah, clarified, for him. yeah. Clarified uh, that his pet I, name. <laughs> I think they're going to fall in love. I think these two are just going to be absolutely head over heels for each other. They're going to hate each other so much that they can't help but no. uh, but just but be attracted is, to them. It's so painful. It's so painful to watch their relationship from afar. And at first, I think at first, them falling in love would be good, but then they would be schmoopy. And then. There, it would get too lovey-dovey, and then it would get disgusting. Yeah, but think about they're... this. She's through menopause, so no condoms, right? Yeah, I don't think Trump's concerned about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Hasn't that's like on Trump's him. rider. Trump, Trump had that quack doctor from New York like write him a prescription that just it's just says, can't use condoms. Yes, no condoms. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, quack New Yorkers. Michael Cohen has withdrawn his commitment to appear before the House Oversight Committee next month, citing repeated threats against his family, particularly threats to expose criminal activity that his father-in-law may be involved with. And I'm sure whatever Michael Cohen has to say is totally true, so we can all take this at face value that that's the only thing affecting his ability to uh, testify. Sounds like you might have a cold sore, which, look, it's terrible. And you don't want to go out in public when you have one of those. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a very good point. He's having yeah. a little outbreak. I, I, I think that might be the case, but it's hilarious that he's saying that the threats against his family are threats to expose crimes that his family does. So it's yeah. like he, he's exactly. so, his yeah. family is so corrupt that, that he's like <laughs> he's personally threatening. He's threatening to tell the press about the guy my dad killed. And that's <laughs> that's across the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, on Wednesday, President Trump formally recognized president of the Venezuelan National Assembly, Juan. I'm not going to say this right. Just try Guaido? it. Guaido. Yeah, nailed it. Guaido. Guaido. Juan Guaido. Guaido as the interim president of Venezuela. Guaido is looking to overthrow incumbent President Maduro, which seems I mean, Trump backing this guy seems like a good move, considering Brazil, Peru and Colombia have all done the same. 
And Maduro seems like a complete schmuck who's been fucking up Venezuela for years under his bullshit regime. So. I, I love that uh, Guaido just declared himself interim president. Even, yeah, <laughs> even pe- yeah, people Maduro like stormed the, the streets and shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm going to do it right now, guys. I'm sorry. I'm declaring myself interim president. Sorry, Donald Trump. How many followers do I have? Yeah, you, you think sh- you get some people to the mall? Guys? I would I would absolutely love to be an interim president somewhere. That sounds like the sweetest <laughs> job ever. But I feel like anybody, any president in Venezuela should technically have the, the term interim before their official title. Because like, right. right. the other thing about Venezuela is I feel very, very bad for uh, just people that like to argue online about politics. Because for the last five years or so, Venezuela has just been the thing to say whenever somebody talks about socialism. You just say, well, what about Venezuela? What's going on down in Venezuela? And so now if, if they're going away from that, then I have nothing to relate to when somebody brings up socialism. It's not fair. I need a boogeyman. You'll find something. An interim president is like a third-string quarterback. Like, you're getting paid, but you don't have to perform that well. It's a sweet gig. So he's, yeah. a, da- he's a David Carr of Venezuela. I like it. Right. But, yeah, you're, you do bring up a good point. Where is the next, like, failing communist regime that you can point at? I'll have to find mm. it. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, California. <laughs> there you go. You always got good old California to fall back on. Um, President Trump is uh, experiencing his highest disapproval ratings to date. A new political Politico poll shows a 57 percent disapproval rating of the president's job. Coincidentally, that's the same percentage of Americans who believe that Russia has compromising information on him. So Uh-oh. that that, ha- that came out on Wednesday. And then finally, Lara Trump, I think that's how you say it because there's no U, wife of Eric <laughs> Trump, uh, noted rich person with an extremely limited concept of a normal American existence. She went on the prestigious Bold TV network and said, quote, listen, it's not fair to you. And we all get that. But this is so much bigger than any one person. It is a little bit of pain. But it's going to be for the future of our country. And th- those were her words of encouragement to all the federal workers not getting paid. Mm, Lara, is it Lara or Lara? Anyways, Lara's Lara, just trying to get know. she's trying to get her moment in the sun here. Like she is very, very jealous, obviously, of all the shine that Don Jr. has been getting with his uh, <laughs> Fo- with his Fox News girlfriend. And so she yeah. had her publicist hit up every like news channel and she had to settle for bold TV. I feel like I have six channels of bold TV and they're all right in between like TNT and TBS when I'm trying to watch the NBA playoffs. And I'm like, what the hell channel is this? She she picked the wrong Trump. That's that's her problem. She It was an Eric or Don Jr. toss up and she went Eric and it, it hasn't worked out well for her. Uh, Don Jr. is probably taken already. I mean, he's he's a little bit more. He's of a stud. You're ticket. right. Will. he is yeah. a stud. Yeah. Eric's yeah. Eric's got the looks, but Don Jr.'s got the brains. <laughs> Jack right. Spratt situation. And our, our internet comment for this segment is uh, from at real Donald Trump. And he says, all caps, build a wall and crime will fall. This is the new theme for two years until the wall is finished under construction. Now, by the way, that's in parentheses um, of the Republican Party. Use it and pray. So that's that's your marching orders, America. It rhymes. I'll give it to him. <laughs> It rhymes, and that's a big, big part of, of getting a slogan to catch on. It's like tails never fails and, when you're calling and, and a coin. And he ran flip. with it really quickly. I mean, I, I got a text about it this morning right after he tweeted it. And, and Oh, yeah, you're on his campaign contribution text. I text with Don, yeah. 
PFT, move us along to the lightning round. Choo choo choo, the lightning round. Let's go. Well, Florida bank robbery leaves at least five dead after an armed man opened fire inside a SunTrust bank in Sebring, Florida. What a shitty name for a town, too. On Wednesday <laughs> afternoon, prompting a standoff. Eventually, the SWAT team went in and the shooter turned himself in, which is kind of like a new thing that's been happening recently. More yeah, and more mass annoying. shooters are getting taken alive. Well, hold on. Look, there's a huge difference between a bank robber and a mass shooter. This guy just wanted some cash, and then people got in his way. Well, right, but he killed five people inside the bank. Yeah, no, because they got in his way. He wanted the cash. Well, right, but it's still a mass shooting because it's defined as three or more. Tactically, yes, but there's a difference between him and a fucking school shooter. He wanted the cash. We've all seen heat. Uh, Is there? I mean, he still killed five people. I don't know if there's a difference. Yeah, well, it's different because he was greedy. So it's not as bad. <laughs> like, okay, now I understand. No, it's like it's like Point Break. If he was wearing like a president mask, oh, then it's not as bad. Right? It's not as bad because it's kind of funny because it's Halloween. No, this guy sucks. Fuck him. And I I saw his name, and I wish I could say his name because there's never been a more obvious mass shooter. This guy came out of the womb with a with a clock ticking backwards on his forehead, saying that he was going to kill somebody. <laughs> um, All right, fine. I'm the asshole. He's I, <laughs> I'm the asshole. <laughs> also, uh, we have an update on the Hacienda nursing care pregnancy scandal. You'll recall this was when a woman who had been in a vegetative state for years ended up giving birth. Well, they finally made an arrest, and it was Nathan Sutherland, a nurse at the facility, who was arrested as his DNA matched that of the child. He was charged with one count of sexual assault. I think you could probably venture yeah. to guess that he, that wasn't the first and only time he sexually assaulted somebody if he's banging a uh, woman in a vegetative state. And he was charged with one count of vulnerable adult abuse. So this guy's a real piece of work. Well, I like yeah. how we won't say a, a, a mass shooter's name, but, a, but a, a, a vegetable rapist. We'll just throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. guy, he's, he, his mugshot is, is terrible. He looks like Donald Brashear grew his hair back and went on a bender for eight, eight years. Like it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's burned that place to the ground. Surprising that they didn't announce this on Maury. That would have been, that would have been something. Um, <laughs> next story, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got assigned to the house oversight and reform committee. The very one that will be holding as many hearings as possible to independently investigate president Trump. Well, at the same time, Sarah Huckabee Sanders went on Hannity to say, I don't think we're going to listen to much of her on anything, particularly not on matters that we're going to leave in the hands of a much, much higher authority and certainly not listen to the freshman congresswoman on when the world may end. So uh, this is, I guess, Sarah Huckabee Sanders way of saying (laughs) that she doesn't care about Alexander or she doesn't care about AOC so much that she's going to be talking about her nonstop about how much she doesn't care about her. Right. This is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, like, like pissing on the threshold, like uh, right before the White House uh, press room, you know, like basically like I this is my territory, bitch. That's why Stay she wears a here. skirt. I want to be re- yeah. I want to be real, real clear here. I'm just glad today that I'm not married to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, just because that does not sound fun. Well, okay. that's that's a fair point. Well, could you imagine the arguments and then the insane makeup sex after those <laughs> intense arguments? I mean, I've, I've never like, been choked that hard. <laughs> <laughs> that that those family reunions got to be something. Did you guys see Mike Huckabee's uh, comedy special? He does. He does like a daily show thing um, for conservatives, and it is gold. It Wait, is really like, like, but it, it is it's ongoing. I don't know if it was a one time one man show. 
or if he's like going to be repeating this. But it was the funniest thing that I've ever seen in my life. You need to you need to go watch it right now because the jokes that he tells, oh boy, I, <laughs> there, there's really no way to describe them. You remember nope. the Fox News uh, half hour comedy hour that when they tried <laughs> no. to do their response to the Daily Show, <laughs> no. it's it's like that if it was written by your uncle. Exclude like the script writers, their format is just a forwarded email from like seven other family members that get sent to you. Uh, it is really, really <laughs> talking about a chain email from from my it, dad. Yeah. yeah, with like a grainy picture from somebody's backyard. Yeah, yeah it, it is bad. Came from an AOL address, undoubtedly. Yeah, it's very oh, yeah. funny though. You should watch it. Um, That's awesome. Also, McDonald's is now dealing with a wall problem of their own. They're getting in on the wall craze by saying they're going to be adding walls to their restaurants to separate the kitchen from the cashier. They're thinking the reason sales are down is because customers don't like the decor, but franchisees are not having it, saying we cannot afford the waste that a one-size-fits-all reinvestment program creates. We must allow our owner-operators to take back control of the reinvestment that is happening, stop the useless, problematic investing, and focus our reinvestment in what will actually produce a return on that investment, like drive-throughs and kitchens. Let me do a little quick, uh, a quick translation for you guys here. So when they said they're thinking the reason sales are down is because customers don't like the decor, in decor they meant Latin American kitchen workers, hence the wall. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's amazing that a company would would like push a wall agenda, like launch it right now. Like just, I'm just saying, um, who's in the kitchen? I d- Will, I disagree. I think that this is like a classic brand move to make. They just see that something trends on Twitter, and then they tell like their social media people, hey, like, walls are hot. Listen, we <laughs> got to get in on this Pokemon Go thing before before it's out of style. So if we could like make a Pokemon milkshake or, or something like that. They're, they're just – walls are hot right now, and so they're trying to capitalize. But I, I differ – I say that you should put the kitchen like front and center, like Travis Barker. Uh, I don't want to make too many Blink One Eighty Two references. Yeah, that's in the that's same. one. Too, that was that's too too many, honestly. PFT. That's too, that's too too many. But you know what I'm saying? Like I want I want them front and center so I can see exactly what's happening to the food when I order it. Yeah, it's true. If you put the wall up, you you just you're just forever going to question what's going on back there. I'm just saying yeah. most most kitchen workers are from Latin America, and it's a wall. Just just saying. Noted. <laughs> Pat, are right. you going to go protest McDonald's? Yeah, bro, except I'm on a fucking <laughs> diet, so I protest them every day already. There you go. You're boycotting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in the news, Jamie Kloss got a $25,000 reward from Jenny O, the former employer of her slain parents, because she rescued herself. So she went missing for a long time, but she was found. She uh, she reappeared. She escaped. And so they're giving the $25,000 reward to her. And I say... Good for her. I just hope that we don't get any copycat people that um, just abduct themselves and hold out for a turkey company to sponsor them for $25,000 because that, that could put Ginny O out of business, and that's a fine, fine quality product they make. That could be a real ep- epidemic if it gets out of hand. But she's yes. going to get a sick fucking bike, and good for her. She deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's it for Hard Factor this whole week. Thank you, PFT, for coming and administering that lightning round to us. Everybody, thank you for your support online. Uh, we, we see all the comments and the, and, and the positive, positivity for 2019. Let's keep blowing it up. We'll talk to you all again next week.